Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Sunday, February 18th. On today's show, Rocket Lab launches a bold space junk inspection mission, while a lunar lander captures stunning photos of Earth before a moon landing attempt. Plus, a private Odysseus moon lander beams home the first photos from space. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an exciting update from the world of space exploration. Rocket Lab is set to launch an ambitious space junk inspection mission for the Japanese company Astroscale. The ADRAS-J satellite, standing for Active Debris Removal by Astroscale Japan, is scheduled to lift off atop an electron rocket from Rocket Lab's New Zealand launch site. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this mission, Abby? Certainly, David. The Address-J satellite is part of an effort to combat the growing problem of space junk. As we continue to launch more satellites into orbit, the issue of space debris becomes increasingly pressing. This mission is the first phase of an orbital debris removal program. During this phase, Address-J will test technologies and operations for approaching and monitoring debris objects. What exactly will Address-J be doing once it's in orbit? The 330-pound satellite will deliver data that will assist in removing space junk to ensure the sustainable use of space for future generations. If all goes according to plan, the Electron will deploy Address-J about 373 miles above Earth, 64.5 minutes after liftoff. That's the orbital neighborhood occupied by Address-J's target, the upper stage of the Japanese H-2A rocket that launched the GOSAT Earth Observation Satellite in 2009. Address-J will fly around the stage, inspecting it with cameras. Astroscale seems to be focusing a lot on space debris. Can you tell us more about their other projects? Absolutely, David. Astroscale, founded in 2013, has subsidiaries in the United Kingdom, the United States, France, and Israel. In 2021, they launched a demonstration mission called ELSA-D, which captured a piece of simulated debris in orbit using a magnetic system. And in 2026, Astroscale plans to capture and remove two defunct British satellites from orbit on a mission called COSMIC. And what about Rocket Lab? How does this mission fit into their overall operations? This will be Rocket Lab's 44th mission overall, and its second of 2024. On this year's previous flight, which launched Janemra 31st, Rocket Lab recovered the Electron's first stage from the sea as part of its ongoing effort to make the booster reusable. However, there will not be a rocket recovery on today's mission. Thanks for your insights, Abby. Now let's shift our gaze from the stars to the moon, where Intuitive Machines, a company aiming to be the first private entity to land a spacecraft, has released striking images of Earth. These photos were taken by its lunar lander, Nova C, after it separated from a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about this mission and the images? Certainly, David. The Houston-based company launched the Odysseus mission from NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The launch was said to be picture-perfect, and the spacecraft is currently on a 239,000-mile journey towards the lunar surface. The images released show the Nova Sea spacecraft, with Earth in the distant background. When is the landing attempt scheduled, and what will it mean if it's successful? 
The landing attempt is set for this Thursday. If successful, Intuitive Machines would become the first private company to land on the moon. The technology aboard the spacecraft is expected to investigate lunar dust and space weather, as well as determine how much propellant is needed for a successful moon landing. And how will this mission contribute to future lunar explorations? NASA has stated that the data gathered during this mission will help pave the way for human exploration during future Artemis missions. If the landing goes according to plan, the lander will be capable of operating for about two weeks in sunlight. But landing on the moon is no easy task, is it? Absolutely, David. Several recent moon missions have resulted in failures. For instance, a fuel leak prevented Pittsburgh-based astrobotic technology from attempting a lunar landing in January. In August, Russia's attempt to land a spacecraft on the moon's south pole seemed to end in failure. And while Japan's space agency declared its moon mission a success in January, photos showed its robotic lander was upside down, limiting its use. Despite these setbacks, are there reasons to be optimistic about future lunar landings? Indeed, there are. Several additional lunar landers are expected to launch in 2024, so space enthusiasts remain hopeful that a future mission will achieve what few have successfully accomplished. James, thanks for that exciting update. Speaking of looking forward, let's turn our attention to a groundbreaking moon lander, Odysseus, which has sent its first photos from space back to Earth. The robotic spacecraft, developed by Intuitive Machines, captured a few selfies with our planet in the background shortly after its launch on February 15th. Bella, our correspondent for Simply Space, is here to discuss this exciting development. Can you tell us more about this mission, Bella? Certainly, David. The Odysseus spacecraft was launched atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket as part of Intuitive Machines' first journey to the moon under NASA's Commercial Lunar Payload Services Program, or CLPS. This program aims to place NASA science instruments on private robotic moon landers like Odysseus. The data collected by these instruments will support NASA's Artemis program, which plans to establish a crewed base near the lunar south pole by the end of this decade. What kind of payloads is Odysseus carrying on this mission? Odysseus is carrying a total of 12 payloads. Six of these are NASA experiments and technology demonstrations, while the other six are private payloads. It's worth noting that this isn't the first CLPS mission. That distinction goes to the Peregrine moon lander, built by Astrobotic, which unfortunately suffered a fuel leak after launch and had to be destroyed in Earth's atmosphere. That's unfortunate. How is Odysseus faring so far? Odysseus is doing well. The lander is healthy and communicating with mission control as it heads towards the moon for a planned touchdown attempt on February 22nd. All of its systems, including its engine, are performing normally. In fact, the engine, which uses a liquid methane and liquid oxygen combination, recently passed a crucial checkout in deep space. What would a successful landing mean for this mission? A successful landing would be historic, as no private spacecraft has ever achieved a soft landing on the moon. It's also interesting to note that the liquid-methane-liquid-oxygen combination used by Odysseus is also used by SpaceX's Raptor engines, which power the company's new Starship rocket. This rocket is being developed to transport people to the moon and Mars, and is being prepared for its third test flight. Thanks for those insights, Bella. Speaking of looking forward, Japanese scientists have developed an unusual spacecraft, 
a tiny satellite made of timber. The Lignosat probe, built from magnolia wood, is set to be launched this summer. This initiative is a collaboration between researchers at Kyoto University and Sumitomo Forestry, aiming to test the viability of biodegradable materials as eco-friendly alternatives to metals in satellite construction. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this wooden satellite? Certainly, David. The idea behind this project is to address the environmental impact of satellites re-entering Earth's atmosphere. As they burn up, they create tiny alumina particles that float in the upper atmosphere for many years, potentially affecting Earth's environment. To tackle this, Kyoto researchers tested different types of wood to see how well they could withstand the rigors of space launch and lengthy flights in orbit. The results were surprisingly positive, with wood samples showing no measurable changes in mass or signs of decomposition or damage. That's fascinating. How did they determine which type of wood to use? Several types of wood were tested, including Japanese cherry. However, magnolia wood proved to be the most robust and was chosen for the construction of the Lignosat. The satellite will carry a number of experiments to determine how well it performs in orbit. One of its missions is to measure the deformation of the wooden structure in space. And what are the plans for the launch of this wooden satellite? The launch vehicle is yet to be decided, but the options have been narrowed down to an Orbital Sciences Cygnus supply ship to the ISS this summer or a SpaceX Dragon mission slightly later in the year. The probe, which is the size of a coffee mug, is expected to operate in space for at least six months before it re-enters the upper atmosphere. What could this mean for the future of satellite construction? If the Lignosat performs well, it could pave the way for more satellites to be constructed from wood. With over 2,000 spacecraft estimated to be launched annually in the coming years, the aluminium they deposit in the upper atmosphere could pose major environmental problems. However, satellites built of wood, like Lignosat, would produce only a fine spray of biodegradable ash when they burn up on re-entry, significantly reducing their environmental impact. That's certainly a development to watch. Thanks for that report, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.